is a film dealing with the supernatural. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome to our Steel Special. This movie is uh, awful, terrible. I've I, never seen it before today. Oh, listen. I, you know what surprises me most about uh, Steel? is all the beheadings. And this violence. was uh, such a violent film. I can't believe it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, I, was wondering, <coughs> I was also wondering what Patrick Stewart was doing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little like, girl. Is it Shaq's daughter? I mean, so yeah. I guess it's it's really crazy because this is supposed to be the same universe as Batman and Robin. So I don't know how to make sense of this. Yeah, it's really weird. But and she's kept white. Logan. Did he bang a white woman? <laughs> All right, this bitch dead. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Logan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about Annabeth Gish. That that's wait. later. I can't wait to hear all the people who turned this off in the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what this? <clears throat> yeah. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No, we saw Logan and it's fucking tremendous, incredible. It's yeah. a fantastic movie. So good. Yeah. And it feels like we're uh we're treading water or going over a territory that's already been uh rooted. Uh well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. yeah no, uh, just don't we... just don't explain it. Just don't explain <laughs> it, please. Um, I feel terrible enough as it is. I mean I already Shame. Shame. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody who follows us, at least, knows that technical issues happened. Yeah, um, so we were very, very angry. Yeah, I still I listen to shows now that have been running for eight years. I still lose episodes. Yeah, like, yeah, it happens. Like until internet perfect, like right, sucks. or until recording software isn't shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, lots of digests with this movie, because it seemed like everything worked, um, and when I say everything, it's lots of stuff, this movie's packed with lots of goodies. It is, a. it is, it is from start to end, uh, emotional journey. Yeah, this was, I think every few minutes you were getting punched in the stomach until the film was basically... And I mean, especially, I mean, especially the ending. The, the final shot is just, ugh. yeah, yeah, it really wrenches. Devastating. Yeah, wrenches the water right out of you, and uh, it like has one scene that kind of gives you peace, maybe two. I'd say the hotel room and the uh, the dining scene, but everything else is just punishment in the best possible way. Yeah, this movie is about pain. 
And yeah. I was, and, and you I get it say, in heaps and doses. You, they don't. They're talking about pain, pain within the first, within the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely starts in a way that prepares you for what is coming. Like it's a, I, I would say like a palate cleanser for real life. You're getting an idea of what's gonna be, what what this movie's gonna do. And it's not it's not gonna pull any punches with you. It's really just gonna go balls to the wall with the violence and with the gratuity of that violence. Um I mean this ain't so no yeah. Deadpool. This is better yeah. than Deadpool. Yeah. Well the, Well it's a different movie um, than Deadpool. We covered this yeah. yesterday, much later in the episode. We'll get it done now. Uh Deadpool has to be a certain way. Um, or it's not Deadpool. Um, but I'm very glad Deadpool happened because we wouldn't have gotten this. There'd yeah. be, if Absolutely. Deadpool wasn't a raging success, um, the confidence in an R-rated, uh, you know, uh, free from studio shackles Wolverine movie would never have happened. Right. Or at least not, not at this point in time. Like it... Like twenty years from now, maybe after superhero movies are over eventually, then that's that would be so far in the future. Like this happening now only happens because of Deadpool. Because it's not because of the rated R cut of the Wolverine that this happened. It's one hundred percent. And even the rated R cut of the Wolverine is so fucking sanitized. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, it's R rated. I'm like, you just added blood. Right. It's not even real blood. It's, it's yeah. CG blood. That's yeah. like I saw um, everyone. Everyone just bear, bear, I saw Max Payne in theaters. So did I. And on DVD because I actually like kind of like that movie. Wake um, me up. St- no, no, that didn't happen in that. <laughs> that movie. didn't happen at all. Actually, Mad- Max Payne had pretty good music. Um, oh yeah, it's. Um, uh, I saw uh, the DVD release and they're like, "Oh, it's the uncut version." I'm like, "Cool." And literally, all they did was change the color of, like in the in the in the theatrical cut, it's just it's just everyone's gets hits and just dust flies out of them. And all they did was change that to red mist. I'm like, you lazy fuckers! <laughs> Use the color correction tool. Yes, that's all you did. Mother, literally the only thing you guys did. They used um, the paint can. God and that's like it. basically what watching the Wolverine Red Dark Cut was like. It was like, yeah, this is like, uh, I mean, there's a whole different, I think the uh, the ninja fight sequence is like the only thing that's drastically different. Yeah, that's the real addition to the movie. Otherwise, it's a lot of just the same stuff. I, I think he says fuck more than once in that cut. That's about it. And um, I think there's a gratuitous scene at the end where I think he like, I think Yukio like rams a forklift into somebody. Yeah, and you do. No, you. No, the girl. Yeah, Katana. Yeah. What's your name? I thought it was Yukio. It's uh, Yukio. That's what I said. Not Yukio. It sounded like you said Yukio. I'm also I'm eating a cheese bread. (laughs) Hunter, you're fired. Um, You are fired. Mostly yeah, because of my okay. hatred of anime, but um, well, he can't be no. fired. He has to. He has to uh, duel first. God damn it! Um, <laughs> no, God fucking damn it! No, but you do get to see more of the surgery uh, when he has his heart. When he has to like take that thing out of his heart, 
you do see more of that. So that's the thing. But we're we're not talking about the Wolverine. The Wolverine podcast will happen eventually. But yeah, um, let's talk about Logan. Um, right out of the get go, fuck is used. Yeah, yeah. Logan's first word in the movie is fuck. Or it's he's, he's, he's like it's like it's like he's mumble mumble mumble. He's, he's coming fuck. out of a, a stupor. Yeah, it's the most <laughs> drunken uh, f word that I've ever heard on screen. Um, yeah, followed it's... by a shotgun shot. Yeah. Test. Or no, to the heart. Yeah, he takes a chest full of shotgun shells, and then after getting his ass handed to him for about 15 seconds, uh, Wolverine goes full grizzly bear on these poor gangsters. One loses an arm, another one gets, like, claws in the face. Um, one, he just knuckle-stabs him, like, ten times and kicks him over. I mean, he makes the, the bear hunters from the, the Wolverine look like nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He yeah. really touches this guy, and he he straight up murders all five of these dudes. Yeah, just takes them all out, uh, and then drives away and leaves them there in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, and his, his first thing after killing them all isn't "God damn it, I kill these people." It's "Fuck, they hurt. They hit my door." Yeah, this is great. I do love that he goes outside and he's like, he's like, look. You're gonna strip the bolts on the on the on the mm-hmm. cabin. Stop it! <laughs> right. God damn it! It's so he's good. not he's not interested in dealing with them at all. He's like, just go away. Right. And then from there, I think we go right to. Well, no, he drives around for a bit before we yeah. do anything, and then he gets, and then we get to uh, uh, the the water cooler and Caliban. Portrayed yeah. so finely by uh, Stephen Caliban, Merchant. yeah, played by the unlikely Stephen Merchant from you know you know that guy from the who created the fucking office is in a dramatic role and he's really good at it. Or really, yeah, yeah there's that, but less people are familiar with Portal Two than they are with the Office. He's I I had no clue that he was even in Portal. So yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Uh, he's the the dumb villain robot in Portal Two. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And in this movie is actually uh, surprisingly like surprising. He's excellent. He's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. First, uh, beat, like C tier character. Like he's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and he really and we kind of brought this up last night. He really solidifies this trio of these these old men who are just angry and can't do what they used to do anymore, and they're just. They're just all hurt and broken in their own way, and they're just trying to survive each other and and sort of make it out of this somehow. Um, and it really it makes the movie bleak um, very early on. So you really, again, you keep on getting more reminders of how dark this thing is going to go and how real it's going to be. Oh, we missed something. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was that? I think then did the the funeral bit was that before or after this? It was um, uh, after because this is when he initially runs into um uh the nurse. Yeah. Gabriela Lopez. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't we, no. we didn't really talk about too much last night. She's kind of yeah. I mean, her presence is kind of what moves everything forward because she's the one who initially approaches him and he's like, "Get the fuck away from me." Yeah, yeah, and 
She's the reason that Boyd Holbrook comes into the picture. Wolverine. Yeah. Boyd Holbrook. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about him. Let's yes. talk about his faux Tom Hardy acting that he was doing. Yeah. He did. Um, that it's very... He's totally channeling Tom Hardy from Lawless. Yeah. It's very Hardy-esque, um, which is its own acting style. Uh, I've decided it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, Hunter it, said that he was speaking in that his accent for like a week. <laughs> I've been doing that all week at like work. Yeah, same. I've been saying little lines to myself just because he's so he's memorable, but he doesn't distract from the main story, which is really Logan. Like he is the focus of this movie, which is why it's hard to like say the villains in this movie are weak. Because we're focusing on Logan, and he's the one we want to we want to learn more about. Yeah, and like, the villain of this movie is is not even. I mean, it's not even X twenty four. The villain of this movie is Death. Right. You <laughs> just have these three the side villains. Is mortality? That's the conflict here. The conflict is 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 Logan doing with his life. That's the conflict of this movie. It's the right. Transigen and and Pierce and X twenty four are all sort of you know. Yeah, are products of the shit world that this movie inhabits. Well, exactly. Uh, Pierce <clears throat> gives him a gives Wolverine the card that says Alkali Transigen, and he goes, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck." And he's like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Yeah, I missed the Alkali part. Um, yeah, I yeah, saw a Transigen I, thing. I didn't yeah. get it till the second time around, and uh, that's why yeah. he's hesitant to help because he's like, "Oh fuck." This still exists. Yeah. Man, Ed, something like Alkali shouldn't exist. If you have a, like, you have a failure that catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to Logan? Um, yeah. Well, Logan's not, but the, uh, I mean, you know, everything that happened during his escape could be considered a failure. Yeah, no, that, that definitely was a failure. Yeah. Uh... Um, but yeah, Pierce is great. Um, he's a classic shitbag um, yeah. who, who feigns friendliness and charisma uh, to kind of get Logan to pony up this the location of this woman. Yeah, and he's and I, I think I also said this last night. He's just a dude. He's not like a. He doesn't have like an evil plan or something. He's a, he's a goon. That's exactly what he is. He is a yeah. dude following orders. Um, and like I think the Reavers, like they're just all just mercs. Um, yeah. And even Doctor Rice at one point says like the Reavers suck. Like he's mm-hmm. like he's like they're not ideal. They're they're gruesome and and horrible and whatever. Yeah. They showed up actually they're... a few months ago in the when they were in the uh, Old Man Logan comic. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But uh, and then that one line that uh, Pierce drops where he says, "Uh, we found some." cut up Cholos the other day, and this is someone looks like they either Freddy Krueger got to him or a tiger did, and considering one's a fictional character and one of them is extinct. Yeah. He just, he has all these little moments that are really good. Um, and this, like, I even... And at first, he he thinks that Wolverine is junkie because he's picking up meds for someone. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. he's picking up meds for Xavier. Yeah. Sure. Which we'll get to momentarily. But um, that line about the tiger is one of many hints that the world in this movie is so fucked. Yeah, because oh, yeah. there's a scene... Fucked beyond repair. There's a little montage of uh, Logan's buddies who is, like, his weak, and there's 
you see someone in the back doing just yeah. talking. Then there's USA, USA, USA. Yeah. And you see all these little things. And there, you, you see a, a wall. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you see, you see allusions to a wall, and you definitely yeah. see like people being deported, and while those guys are chanting USA, and there's all kinds of just like societal disarray and society breaking down. I mean, I don't know if the girl who uh, I think is definitely Grace Helbig. Uh, I don't know if her showing your tits is something that doesn't happen now, but I'll just blame it on societal decay. <laughs> Because why not? Wait, first, um, first bits of nudity in a Marvel film, I think. That girl, I, when I first saw her, and I even on the second viewing, I was like, "Is that Grace Helbig?" It's not. It it totally looked like her though. Um, but I, the only out. thing that yeah, the even only thing that makes if me you say it was, not, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, because here's the thing: the internet would explode if that was actually Grace Helbig. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, it's probably not. Probably, uh... She would probably like to hear that, though. She could probably make a lot of money pretending to be Grace Helby. <laughs> um, nope, her name... The actress's name is uh, Lauren Ross. What, what's her name on IMDb? Because I'm always fascinated by what they... By what they put. Oh, God damn it! Yeah. I wanted something funnier. I wanted, Boop like... Now. Boop girl. Yeah. Um, tits in the limo girl. Tits in the limo girl. Man, any, um, we sure just annihilated any chance of us having female fans. Um, yeah. Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. We we're not objectifying her. No, I'm we nope. pointing no, out. No, it totally happened. She's, she's. I mean, she doesn't have a character name. She's boob girl. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah. Just like if, a, has... if it was a guy, if it was a guy, he'd be dick man. All right. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 dude who looks like a lizard and. At Eden, his his IMDb name is Lizard Boy. God damn it! <laughs> of course it is. Um, I love it. So yeah, and we get to after Pierce shows up, we finally get to see one of the most heartbreaking sequences in the movie, which is our first shot of Professor Xavier, who has now been reduced to a uh, dotering, mm-hmm. babbling, uh, senile, demented, uh, just. Fuck you, Logan. Up old man. Yeah, who, like, yeah. Who, like, first interaction with Logan is to tell him to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he, his, it's actually, um... You're oh, the what man. is he, no, what, is, what does he man. say when he, when he bumps into his wheelchair? He's like, make way, fella. He says, make yeah. way, Yeah. Because he's, uh... He yeah, says, it's at pretty first, great. you're the man who makes me go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it, sad, too. In between, as a... Uh, in between the radio broadcast that he's repeating, which is yeah, still rambling off radio broadcast. Yeah, he's I actually out of control telepathy. Yeah, and it's then so great. There's the uh, seizure that affects Wolverine or Logan and Caliban. Yeah, yeah. This is where we get an idea of how dangerous he is now because of his deteriorating state. Um, he. Has yeah, these seizures, which cause um, just uh, it's psychic fits. It's like a EMP wave, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it and just... it paralyzes and asphyxiates people around him. Yeah. yeah, and the only reason Wolverine can handle it is because of his re- regeneration, and he barely is able to deal with it. Yeah, yeah he's so old and dying. 
Yeah, it should be noted that Wolverine is dying the moment we see him. Yeah, he's he's on he his way the, out. This is there's no the pretense that he is okay. He is he is in very bad shape. He, he, I mean, he is adamantium poisoning, which is yeah. Kind of, it's kind of nice because it's like the thing that kind of made him who he is is killing him. Like right, he or, truly has nothing. Like as you put it, yeah, yeah uh, this morning or yesterday, whatever way you want to say it. Um, uh, with Weapon X, they uh, created him and killed him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but like, and it goes down to his performance too. Where I said uh, his performance is never not uh, constantly in. It's it's always he's always all in in this. Like he's he's stumbling around. His head's always down. He's never standing straight. He always looks tired. Um, yeah, like and the makeup on him gets progressively worse. Oh, okay, look, even Logan is not dying to the level that McFoley is. Okay. <clears throat> um. Like, yeah, I mean, the he's... makeup on him gets progressively worse. Like by the end of the movie, he's pale and he's got these circles yeah. under his eyes. Okay, yeah. so I just want to say I just want to talk about this thing that I uh, sent the chat a while ago that Arlen couldn't couldn't see when I since he's the only one around. It was um, a father went to. Uh, This man was on his way to bring his sick daughter some comic books, and he was having oh, yeah. and robbed. He managed to recover one of the comics from the robbers. Would you please give a like, share, and, name, and a name in for this brave father? And it's Logan, or it's Hugh Jackman holding the X-Men comic, and next to Daphne Keene. <laughs> the memes. The memes are so great. Uh, um, the me- the so- memes better stop, because the memes are spoiling it for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Like I had the third act. This movie spoiled uh, by some motherfucker in a video in a in a in a WWE video comment section. And now, right. please repeat what you said about, about wrestling fans yesterday. Wrestling fans, generally speaking, are colossal bags of shit. <sighs> We're looking at you, ECW audience. No, the ECW fans are fine. It's the internet. Tr- it's the it's the the timekeeping uh, old T-shirt wearing fucking neck bearded basement dwelling shit bags. Yeah. Otherwise known as the reason I don't like wrestling. Yeah. The true the true reason I don't like wrestling. Yeah. The Come reason revealed. Generally speaking, every person I don't like has been wear- has been wearing an NWO shirt. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Before tap out. They, they refuse to let go of the fucking pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. It's still real to me, damn it. Um. Anyway, fucking okay. Nerds. Um, I love that we're repeating our tangents, which is just the are, best. Thing which is for... good. Um, it's gonna um, get the energy back we lost. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Zager is like just, just, just fucking. He's yeah. The line he's, the movie. He's like, I'm not a fucking can of avocado, a box of avocados. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking box of, box of avocados, Logan. It's like it's so great. Wolverine is not meaning to, but like just treat him like baggage. Um, yeah. Uh, Xavier brings up. Just, you're just waiting for me to die. Yeah. You're just waiting for me to die. Xavier just... then brings up uh, Statue of Liberty or New York. Yeah. Which, by the way, everybody in his chat right now, that was 17 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, those movies are. Fucking years ago. I was saying. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Same. 
I was I went to go to the Dollar Theater with my grandparents to see the first X Men movie. You know, um, you know what I was thinking about today is that in two thousand the X Men movies were the first movies I remember following like the the development of it. Like I remember. Oh yeah, because like I just felt like that's the first movies where I was generally interested in like it coming out because I loved the X Men like at the time. Right. right. Here, I was not crazy about the first X-Men movie. And I was only, like, that was 17 years ago, so... Yeah. Like four or five or so. Oh, well, they did, off. like... They did, I, like, movie specials and stuff. Or like let's TV just stop at the age stuff, because we're making Connor feel very old. Let me Sorry, tell Connor. you... Let me tell Connor, we're all babies. I'm aware of this. <laughs> Muffin babies. No, that's us. I was in grade. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. I was on the. I was, I was a teenager. Yeah, I'm Kermit. Uh, Alan is uh, Gonzo. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hunter, you're uh, you're Fozzie Bear. Oh, so um, I'm striped socks wear a nanny. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris isn't in the picture. Um, yeah. Hey. Um. <laughs> um yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do. I know what you mean, Hunter. Like. I remember following the production of this one on TV. This one and Planet of the Apes. I remember watching. Oh my the behind god! Don't even get me stuff. started on Planet of the Apes. Let's, yeah. let's, let's not. We'll be here all night. I'm um, glad we don't have to do a movie special about that one. Me too. Yeah, um, like that movie. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, the 17 years thing it it tripped me out too. Um, because I keep on forgetting how old these movies are. But here we also get a glimpse that, like, Xavier says he's talking to people, um, and Logan's like, whatever, you're not talking to anybody. He's, he hasn't talked to anybody in years. Right. Uh, I think Caliban brings it up, doesn't he? He's like, he says he's been talking to someone, yeah. and he's like, no, he hasn't. He hasn't talked to anybody in years. His, his powers are unreliable. Yeah. It's... Um, which at service value, you're like, yeah, look at him. He's fucking barely functional. Like, he, he's, he's constantly drugged up and you shoved into a hospital bed in a fucking rusted out water tower that's on its side. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's, uh, they do really do a good job of, like, like I said earlier, these are three old dudes who are not in their best conditions and they're all suffering to some degree. Um, like, Logan, uh, our Caliban does, like, a test on Logan to see, uh, if his eyes still work. And he tells him that this pill of ibuprofen is the pills that he needed for Charles. And Logan can't even tell. And I didn't notice it the first time I saw it. But if you're looking for it, you can see that the bottle definitely says ibuprofen on it. So it just... Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Logan has problems. (laughs) He needs those glasses that he buys. I love when he smashes Caliban's mug and he's just like, that was my favorite mug. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are there are little jokes in this, and they're all they're all they're all hitters. Um, especially, yeah, especially with like uh, like I, I feel like this this movie especially like Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackson's chemistry is just like is so good. Like, yeah, like but it, at the same time, you could really feel like they're sick with each other. Like yeah, oh yeah, they're like an old married couple. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and then and right after this, we get, um, we get, I, I'm lapsing, because, I don't know, for some reason, um, Wolverine agrees to 
basically chaperone um, the this nurse and yeah. our introduction to Daphne Keene. Yeah. The real yeah. star of the Who movie. is a 12-year-old force of fucking nature. Yeah. With eyeballs that could literally cut you in half if she tried yeah. hard enough. <laughs> she has, like, anime eyeballs. She's she so has expressive. an animalistic stare and intensity that I was not ready for. Yeah. And, yeah. and for some reason, James Mangold was like, you ever throw a 12-year-old a bunch of human beings? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go younger than any other X-Men. Put her on those wires. We're going to fucking throw her around. Yeah. We're going to have her jump off people's backs. We're going to stop right short of doing a fastball special, which, come on. (laughs) Come come on. Why didn't we get that? I mean, that's... Like, I have four problems with this movie, and they're all really small. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. And Do you guys realize that the only time we got a fastball special was in the fucking... uh, Don't say it. Don't say it. In X Men Three, that's no, when we no. got it. I was gonna say the Danger Room. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did get it. Oh well, no, that's X Men Three. Yeah, that's yes. what I mean. I was, I was, well, I was doing, I was doing Connor a favor and not, wasn't gonna say the title of the. X Men Three. Okay. It's not, it's not gonna get a court case like some other <laughs> movies that we've considered, um, but it's not I as do, bad. I do an autopsy on X Men Three. Yeah. Yeah. Just picking it apart. Um, Price. But it's not as bad as a lot of people like to say it is, especially when Origins exists. And Origins yeah. is just... And Origins is a big pile of stupid. Oh, yeah, Which is like, something uh, I forgot to mention already, is that there is the adamantium bullet returns this movie. And yeah. this movie is, when I said everything works, I mean everything. This movie yeah. made a stupid plot device from X-Men Origins Wolverine look useful. Yeah. And it picks up on so many little threads that are scattered throughout the movie. Like we said, the Statue of Liberty thing, that's a reference back to the very first X-Men movie. Uh, the and... sword from Yukio, um, the yeah. adamantium bullet, um, alkali, transgen, um, blah, 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 uh, fuck. Like, even the electric kid uh, in this movie, his dad is supposed to be um, one of the hobbits who's in Origins. Oh, oh, Damn it, damn it, damn it. Um, yeah, that's supposed to be his clone dad. Yeah, I came. Re- yeah, exactly. I remember someone uh, mentioning that. Um, yeah, like all little tiny references, but it's like he's there because that character was in a previous and it, movie. And I, I said yesterday, it's like it, it works in like a soft reboot way where the Mad Max movies kind of like the previous right. movie happened, but you don't really know when and, you know, yeah. maybe maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Um yeah, it's, it's a lot like uh, Mad Max or an Evil Dead sequel. Yes, and especially now the X-Men timeline is so flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, you can easily just hand-wave certain things away. Yeah. And they just just ignore stuff that doesn't work for you, and it, it definitely helps in the movie. Yeah. For all we know, this could have taken place in the, uh, the non-Rightcon feature, or the non-Rightcon right. yeah, universe that... Was negated yeah, have, in Days of Future Past. Yeah, we have no idea what happened and what didn't, which it's I like. Not, yeah, and it's not the end; it's a probable end. Um, and it's a likely scenario. I said this yesterday, yeah. and I'll say it again. When they, even when I was watching it, they say that they say the date in the movie that it's or the year that it's twenty 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 nine. Right, and there are, and so there are problems with that year with that date. Because, again, like, this is one of my, like, four or five problems. Uh, 
Dr. Rice says there haven't been any mutants born for 20 years, which I call bullshit unless X-Men 3 takes place, like, right at 20 years before. But still, like, it's a small, small problem. Yeah. Really, like, tiny. But, like, that's that's it. Like, I can go through all my problems right now, actually. Uh, X-24, who's in this movie... And he's a young Wolverine. I still think he should have been Victor Creed, um, 100%, because uh, it just would have made more sense. Uh, it, it's another callback to the first movie. Our first introduction to this world outside of Hugh Jackman is uh, Sabretooth standing out in front of that truck and fighting Wolverine. So shouldn't that be how it ends? It starts with a fight with Sabretooth in the forest. It ends with a fight in the forest with Sabretooth. And it doesn't matter which version they could have used. They could have used the... Yeah. They could have used Tyler Mead. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, I would have rather Liev Schreiber because I think Liev Schreiber is awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he totally nailed the total beast out version of Sabretooth. And he'd be closer to... Well, I guess the Tyler Mayne was one was very beasted out and you know, but still, like, mindless, just unleashed Sabretooth, um, which I would have liked. And I've forgotten all my other problems because they're so small, but I know everybody else shares some of them. So, anyone want to pick that up? Um, um, well, we were on, we were on, uh, we were on Laura, uh, and we get her, uh, first epic murder spree right when uh, the Reavers show up to... Well, because at this back. point, Laura has found her way back to Wolverine's little fucking rusted compound. Yeah. The Reavers show up, and then shit hits the fan in ways no, I was no, not ready for. No, her. no, no. Yeah, she fucking severs the head of one of the Reavers and throws it at right. Pierce's feet. Yeah. She cuts John Cena's head off. It's real fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> that would have been... Infinitely better had John Cena actually been in the movie. Um, yeah. Actually, I would have been really distracting. Well, I mean, it would have been funny if he goes into the building and then he's invisible. Um, I <laughs> thought one of those Reavers was Damien Sandow. That <laughs> uh, wouldn't Aaron shock me. Rex. Stop it. Um, even, I, even I won't tolerate that kind of wrestling talk. Um, so she, yeah, this is the first moment we get an idea that she is, you know, basically mini Wolverine. She pops out her two claws. Um, mm-hmm. Does to, she pop to, out to, the ones on her feet? Uh, defensively at some point, yeah. She's yeah. being she's being held down. She pops them out of her shoes and starts fucking slicing people with her toes. <laughs> it's the greatest moment ever because Wolverine is watching and he's like, and he's like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> it's such a great moment. Because like, I only got at this point he's. Like he's on the ground this whole time, just just wide eyed, just staring at her, cut people to shreds, and he hasn't moved because he's like, "What is happening?" Right. There's a little mini me just destroying people right now. Yeah, he's in complete shock, and like Xavier's in the car, like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." She's very, she's very much like you. Um, um, yeah, yeah. And this is where we get Pierce doing the whole like she. We talked about this the the, the amount of bureaucracy in this movie. Well, yeah. That's one of the big villains in the movie is bureaucracy and corporate shenanigans. And she's walking towards him and she's popping clothes out and he's like, no, 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 right. no. Just, like, like, please don't let me have a bad day. <laughs> I'm just here to do my job. Right. <clears throat> like, I was not paid enough to do this. Yeah, I was not paid to deal with a human uh, uh, a human meat grinder um, who's invincible, basically. 
Yeah, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> no, this whole uh, thing makes me want to play the X-Men Origins Wolverine game. God damn it. No, that is, because I, I know, I know, I know that's a good game, but still. And then this led, this led to one of the coolest uh, action scenes in the movie, where we get a lot of cool car stunt work. Uh, yeah. Laura jumps onto the front of the limo as Wolverine's driving away, and like claws her way across it and jumps into the sunroof. Yeah. <clears throat> and then something and I noticed about her is that she's immediately affectionate and protective of Xavier. Mm-hmm. Right away. Bullets are flying in the car, and she's covering him up. Yeah. And, like, people are getting close to the vehicle, and she's reaching through windows, and... No, I'm sorry. She's stabbing people through windows. Yeah. Reavers are, like, climbing onto the top. Yeah, Yeah. and she's poking him in the eyeballs. Um, God, it's so good. (laughs) so good. Then we get to one of the most mind-blowing stunts. Oh, yeah. I, I brought it up yesterday. The train sequence, which is over really quickly, but I, I still don't know how they did it. Because uh, that train's real. It's 100% a, it's not a fake train. The car might be fake for like a second, but they totally find a way to have a car hit against a train and then have another car flip over or flip around that car and get past the train unscathed. It's so perfect, and I don't know how they did it. Yeah, it's very, it's it's Fury Road levels of like, uh, how? Yeah. How did you manage that? How did that? Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Everything uh, in this movie is step top. Yeah, and this kind of breaks the action, and we get a kind of a long breather uh, section where is this where they get? Oh no, this is where they get um, this is where they get new clothes. Yeah, um, and they watch Shane. Show. They watch Shane, which, which uh, is Laura's first encounter with like a movie of any sort, and she's kind of absorbing right. it. Yeah, uh, this is also where we get the X Men comics that Wolverine finds. Yeah, we got ourselves an X Men fan. Yeah, and he it says, didn't. He says maybe a third of it happened, and none of it like this. Yeah, and, and I really bullsh- like most of it was all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how they use that because it's not. It's a and that's not a joke. This, though that that was not drawn by Joe Casado. Someone else. No, those were real comics. No, but they might they not have been. Quesada, they weren't drawn though. by Casada, because everyone might was not saying it was. But they are real comics. Like one of them is Wolverine's first appearance. I know that. Um, yeah, one of them is, and then I don't know about the other ones, but they're all they all have some sort of meaning if you look up and like they, the numbers and stuff. They have and they have them in his yellow and blue costume. Yeah, yellow and blue. Yeah. It's like a, and it's a design I did not recognize. I had to look up. Yeah, I've never seen that costume before. Um, but yeah, uh, and like he, and he drops a line like, you know, this isn't how real world works, and real world people die. Yeah, and it, it's just not a real comic storyline. Huh? The Eden thing? Yeah, apparently it was made for the movie. Which I, I it's a very I convincing looking comic too. Like, yeah, it does look like something from. I would say 80s. Yeah, it's just like Silver Age, kind of. Yeah. It's like a very late 70s, early 80s X-Men book. It convinced yeah. me. I know the other ones, though. Those are all supposed to be real, I guess. I don't know. I haven't yeah. done a lot of research. Um, this, And then we get this leads to Wolverine getting a new car, and he comes back. Yeah. Uh, we get no warning, no lead-up, no dramatic musical cue. Um, 
Yep. Xavier is having a another psychic fit in this hotel, and he is now what he did earlier in the movie. He's now doing to hundreds of people at the same time. Yes. So he's now yeah, paralyzed and slowly asphyxiating an entire casino full of people, which we established this casino is in like I don't know, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Certainly. Yeah, because as as we said with the societal decay thing, every city is turning into Vegas now. Like if you're in the middle of Podunk Town X, you're getting casinos and you're getting strippers and all kinds of shit. Um, and it looks kind of bad, really. Like, it doesn't look fancy or nice. It looks really shoddy and kind of cheap, which is not great. Um, and then we get uh, Logan stabbing people who can't move, which I thought was yep. very amusing. <laughs> Yeah, it's and, just him, like, and then there's a shot move. from the trailer where the claws go through the head. Yeah, yeah, they can't move, and like that one dude by the door is like, he's like eyeballs are like looking at Logan and looking in the room, and like looking at Logan and looking in the room, and looking at Logan and looking in the room, trying to move his gun. Over and just yeah. like stab, move past him. It's so great, and he's just like Logan is just trying to like jump from wall to wall and I try to get really there. I thought it was really cool where he's, he's using his claws to basically just bounce from one surface to the other one. Yeah. Um, they yeah. get there and they finally give Xavier his uh, the drugs to stop the seizure. And then, yep. wasn't there one guy who was okay and then Laura just cuts his head off? Yeah, she just... Because yeah. <laughs> she's right next to him. him right away. Um, and she, she just does that, ah! which is so great. I love it. Did I you guys see the video of uh, as soon as they hit, oh, Hugh Jackman that. doing ADR for the movie? Yeah, yes. it's, it's really good. Um, it's it's him in like a, a fucking polo shirt, and he's running in place. Yeah, punching yeah. the air, and it's so good. Um, I love yeah. that. Like they give Xavier his drugs, and then he's okay, and then like six people just collapse. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, and, and like, then we're, he, we and we get we from this we go to another kind of another, the next breather segment. Yeah, which is the Munson family. Yeah. Um, and we get another moment where I, you know, the movie is leading you to believe that Xavier is just completely unstable and has no control over anything. Um, right. But we get a a surprisingly stressful few seconds where they're run off the road by some shithead truck drivers. Um, oh, they're automated trucks. Yeah. Are they automated trucks? Yeah. Yeah, they're all automated trucks. So it's it's again, it's the bureaucracy thing coming back. Instead of having real I didn't people. notice that at all. I thought it was just cause, I mean, it's and it's tons of the same kind of truck too. I didn't even notice yeah. that. Uh, yeah, like they're all big, corn oil. Like these big cargo rigs, um, yeah. full of corn oil. Just yeah, <laughs> straight corn oil, which, which is we'll t- which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and they get run off the road, and the Munson family car gets run off the road, and they lose all their horses. And uh, Xavier convinces Logan to stop and help them, and Xavier and him the. Very rare moment of tranquility in the movie successfully uses his telepathy to calm the horses and bring them back to the truck, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah, and it's really well done. Yeah, because it seems like he, like like Logan, he's being kind of taken out of his own head, and he's yeah. being put in a situation where he can finally like feel calm and not so stressed. Because he's, I think he said, he says right before that, he's like, you're in a car with an, a young mutant. He's like, do you have any idea how special this is? Yeah, and Logan's like, don't care. <laughs> yeah, I love his 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 reaction. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> cool story, Xavier. Take your pill. He's just. Oh, I love he that. He has no show patience. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
there are jokes in this movie. They're just very they're few and far in between. But but they're not. They like, they're not. They're not MCU. That man is playing Galaga. Right. It's it's all it, it's all stuff that makes sense within the story. It's very natural comedy. Um, right. And just I can never not laugh when Patrick Stewart says "fuck you" just because all my life he's been Captain Picard. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Sir Patrick yeah, Stewart. He, he doesn't curse like in green room when he curses. I I didn't know what to do he with just myself. Discovered pizza like four years ago. He would never had right. this in his life, and then he had it. He's like, "This is tremendous." I'm like, "That man is adorable." <laughs> yep. And I think he just got his first dog too. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh god. Yeah. Saw, that Instagram video of him <laughs> singing it, singing it to sleep. It's pretty great. Hunter, are you alive? Or you fall asleep yet? I'm still awake. I'm struggling. Sorry. <laughs> Um, you know what to do, Hunter. You know what to I do. Know, Put some ice on your dick. <laughs> I think the first time we verbalized that in the show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that is an um, inside reference. Yeah. yeah, Hunter, you hear that? That's a cup full of ice. <laughs> God damn it! But yeah, like all the jokes, like <laughs> when Xavier's asking to get out of the car, and he's like, "No, you have to stay here," and he says. I have, I to, have pee. to pee. And that's a quick cutaway of him putting him in the toilet. He's like, I could do this myself. Stop watching. He's like, I'm not trying to look. God, yeah, it's so great. And then we get to the scene that's in one of the trailers, um, and it still works, even in the movie, um, where she's, like, taking the food from that gas station. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and uh, something I noticed. Not is Aaron the- Taylor Johnson. Right, not Aaron Taylor Johnson. He he kind of looks like him if you squint for a second. Yeah. Um, but uh, I noticed something. Wolverine takes those cigars and he never smokes them. Not once in the movie, which bothered me a lot. Oh, yeah. Did... I mean, I, I like guess... He, he comes in and stops her from uh, stealing and murdering the guy, but then steals <laughs> shit anyway. Right. He doesn't care at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I assume. Guy, yeah, he does. I assume that that guy died. I wasn't really sure about that because they do like a cutaway. I have no idea what oh, happened. Oh, no, the reavers. The reavers showed up later to interrogate him, and they flipped the uh, the open sign to close, and they're questioning him. Yeah, um, so it's implied. Yeah, yeah that dude's dead. I mean, I mean, Pierce doesn't give a shit. Um, right. So then we get to the Munson family dinner, which is shown in the trailer. It's like this is what families do. You know, this is this is you know they. You know they love and they care and they talk. Uh, and well, there's there's an awesome scene before that where uh, Will and Logan go to turn the water back on. No, that's after the dinner. That's after. Uh, that's, I'm my bad. That leads that leads right into X 24s first appearance. Uh, yeah. Now the but dinner scene is, this... is great because it's the, it's the best breather in the movie. We were just finally allowed to like unwind to see people just be fucking happy in this movie about yeah. despair. Yeah, and they just talk about their lives. They talk about their families. Like, and for those who haven't seen the movie, um, that's the moment in the trailer, where, in the first trailer, where where um, Xavier has that nice smile. Yeah, that real long smile, and they they cut to everybody smiling actually. And and, and Laura is like is is looks like a, a pig and shit. Like she's just yeah, uh, she's, she's just so her happy. hands to eat everything, and she's getting. Yeah. Like spoonfuls of food, and he just like kind of like slaps her hand. It's yeah, so great. Stop that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's this he's leads like a moody to, dad. Yeah, this leads to the water, uh, the water sequence uh, mm-hmm. where the, their Which water's been shut off. 
this is basically the Hulk and the old man Logan, pretty right. much. Right. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. Which I mean, kind of again ties into the uh, the kind of shadowy corporate villainy going on, where it's like uh, people living in their own homes are having their water shut off by people who are basically paid off by a larger company. And not to shut yeah. off, they had their what is it like? They went and like beat up the fucking water, uh, the the pump. Yeah, they like hit it with something. They fucking beat the shit out of it, and it's leaking everywhere. Yeah. Um, and like they have a short little conversation about there's, there's those big giant machines in the back. Um, mm. and didn't you say they're basically harvesting corn syrup? Yeah, they're like harvesting corn, uh, for like drinks and stuff, for, like soda. Because <clears throat> yeah. as we as we learn later, Doctor Rice is responsible for like a genetic genocide of things. Yeah, for anyone for anyone who hoped that the mutants the mutant kind had some kind of great last stand, yes again. Nope. Well they, they, they kinda did have a last stand at the end of this movie, but yeah. Yeah. That's that well, is their last stand. Mutant mutant kind in general did not have a, a, a Real means. Yeah. yeah. The mutant kind went out with a whimper, not yep. with a scream. They went out by being they were bred out of existence by junk food. Yep. And then this, this and asshole doctor put a, a mutant suppression gene in high fructose corn syrup, which is in basically everything you consume. Um, right. And it just it he it, it's it is bureaucratic villainy at its best. Like why bother fighting you? We just fucking sterilize your whole race. Fuck you. Right. And then round up the stragglers. Yeah. Like. It's it's really we don't want to fight you. We just want to get rid of you. We'll quietly watch you disappear, and then we'll take what's left. We'll we'll use it for our own advantage. Yeah. Um, and, and Caliban. Yeah. After Caliban has, I think one of the better death scenes ever, because um, they set up earlier that in a in a torture scene with Boyd Holbrook that he is afraid of the light and it really really fucks him up physically and, hurts him he can't be in the sun it will burn him yeah and uh holbrook has that whole thing where he's like beware the light and and you just see caliban's reaction i was like that's probably what your mama said to you all the time when you were a kid huh beware the light and then he just cuts to this like curtain down and it just gets all over him and it uh, I... so forgot that line, and I forgot how horrified Merchant looked when he was delivering that line, actually. Yeah. Because it seems then, like Holbrook, like, not Holbrook, Pierce, like, really cut him deep verbally. Yeah. And then when we were prized at that, he just goes out with a bang. Literally, goes out with a bang. By, by holes of pins, I have two grenades and blows up one of the transigen trucks, including himself. It's so great. And to quote Arlen, quoting them, probably... He, there are some bits of him. Get him. He can track mutants. Yeah. Yeah. And later in the movie, his corpse is shown. Which again, this movie doesn't pull any punches. His his burnt up, crisped corpse is shown in like a isn't like a fucking high school gym. They've converted yeah. to like some kind of disposal like uh, right like unit. Yeah. Where people who are like it, armed. Yeah. And then like um, he's like yeah, take some DNA off him. He can track mutants, whatever, and then get rid of him. Yeah. I, it just it's just product. They don't care about anything. It's, everyone is just product. Um, yeah. But this leads to ultimately the, we're led to the appearance of X twenty four, aka uh, Evil Wolverine. Evil Wolverine. Jason Jason Wolverine. Um, yeah. Who is a slasher villain? We get Xavier confessing that 
he basically killed the X-Men. In not so many words, he says he killed the X-Men. We get a few context clues leading up to it. And he thinks he's confessing to Logan, but it is big, giant, scary Wolverine clone X-24 who stabs Xavier in the chest. In the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Which then X-20, Laura goes nuts on him, uh, but he kind of deals with her real quick, shackles her up, and takes her downstairs. Uh, X-24 kills two-thirds of the Munson family. Yeah. Well... Yeah, technically all of them. Yeah, technically all of them. He kills Suicide Silence Kid, who's my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, because in 2029, he still has a Suicide Silence poster. Listen, suicide Silence is forever, all right? <laughs> I see this as a fan of Suicide Silence. Um, which then leads to this amazing uh, brawl between uh, Logan and uh, the... Uh, I can't remember the, the father's first name, but well, they both arrive back at the house. Yeah, and their their the shit hits the fan again. And mm-hmm. Logan sees X twenty four, and I like how he he's like, oh god, and wastes not a second in. Well, actually, he sees him. I forgot he does waste a second because he sees him carrying away Laura. Mm-hmm. But he's immediately like, oh my god, what happened to Charles? Runs yeah. upstairs and finds him dying. Puts him in the truck, and Charles' last words are, "The boat." Yeah. Because uh, early in the movie, they established that their plan was to save money, go buy a boat, and live out in the ocean. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a, it's a really, it's, and he's just trying to reassure him that it wasn't him the whole time. He's just like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, Charles. Yeah. It wasn't me. It's, yeah, it's. And then we get it's to, heartbreaking. We get to a bloody, bloody emphasis on bloody, violent fight between oh, X twenty four and Logan, which has claws going through people's armpits. Yeah. 24, like, literally taking chunks out of Logan's chest, um, and doesn't, which almost uh, goes south for Logan. Go ahead. And until Will Munson dr- drives backward or d- goes yeah. backwards in the truck. Yeah, and, uh, he gets him with a pickup truck. He hits him with a pickup truck, impales him in a tractor, and shoots him in the eye with a shotgun. Yeah, and it, so many Terminator 2 vibes from this <laughs> scene. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just... <laughs> And like I, mean, I said that, yesterday, Last of Us feels. Yeah, vibes. yeah. So lots of them, lots um, of Last of Us feels. And then Will Munson uh, died. I, I forgot to mention this yesterday too. Will Munson looks at Logan and like, I guess, out of like rage at like my family is dead and you're probably the cause of it, um, mm-hmm. goes to shoot him with a shotgun. He's out of ammo and just dies. Yeah. Again, once again, this movie was assuring you that it is the assassin of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That this movie is going to hurt you over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so then Logan eventually frees X-23, Laura, and they are on the run again. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's still just so brutal, just all of it. And it's, like, you see the cuts that he has, and you see his wounds, and he's just barely holding it together while burying Charles. And he's just, like, one step away from just breaking down and crying and he can't even form a sentence while trying to eulogize him he just says like it, it, he's i think he, he just says at least there's water and that's the only thing he can get out yeah it's i did last for whatever reason when he goes ballistic on the truck and breaks the side view mirror with a fucking shovel <laughs> that was a good moment <laughs> <laughs> only because like so great. she sees that hunter like show up with his little car and she's and then she looks over at logan smashing the truck up with his shovel <laughs> so good and then there's the uh, shot that many people thought would be the end of the movie. Yeah, I would have thought uh, Laura too. walking up to Walt Logan's 
Logan and taking his hand. Yeah. And it happens in the middle of the movie. And I think at that moment, I think that's when I knew he was going to die. Like, because I wasn't really sure if he maybe survives this movie. I actually thought, I thought the two ending shots in the trailer were that and them in the car with her hand out the window. Like, both of them covered in blood and bruises. Right. I thought that was, that was, you know, I thought that was them driving off to live a better life together. Mm Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That would be too happy of an ending, Connor. Yeah, yeah, totally, which we should probably get to now because this all kind of builds right into it. They get to uh, the not-Canadian border, as Arlen has yeah. established. New Mexico yeah. desert. New Mexico desert, yeah. still. Because uh, Washington and the Dakotas are part of Canada now, as, as established in this universe. Because they've... Um, they've uh, Let's say the United States has traded them for some interesting right. talent. Canada yeah. annexed the first half of the top half of the country. All right. right. All it, it was Trudeau did it, and we went along with it because he's just so damn charming. Yeah. Right. And uh, maybe the other option wasn't so great. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. Um, so then we get to our big, awesome, amazing emotional roller coaster of an ending where. The young mutants are on the run to the Canadian border because there's apparently sanctuary there, which is confirmed. Like uh, Richter's talking to people on the radio. Um, there's a, there's yeah. a safe place for young mutants, and they can be away from these fucking spooky ass uh, American corporations trying to use their bodies. Um, yeah. So it leads to a big old forest chase sequence where Wolverine injects himself with the same healing serum the X24 uses, and we get full youthful crazy berserker barrage Wolverine for a couple minutes, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Literally not missing a step and just running through people. He's just going Tarzan and just announcing yeah. himself beforehand. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, that was, no. that's the scene. Uh, that's the thing I was at the video I was talking about with, with Hugh Jackman ADRing. Yeah, and he's just, he's just well, before running. Before that happens, he's just like, it's Laura just hears him scream like somewhere in the woods, and she's yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> he just rolls up on like some hill. It starts cutting Reapers to pieces. God, and yeah, and the music really starts to pick up because most of the score is it's fairly low key and not really noticeable. But this just goes into it. It just goes heavy, um, and it's really good. Just everything, the pacing of it, the way that him and Laura team up, and you know they don't do fastball special like I said, but she does like jump off his back, she which jumps is... off his back into someone's neck and just yeah. starts stabbing them. Um, but this all, he, he runs down real quick because he injects the whole serum and it'll, it'll wear him down. Um, and then like, it wears him down to the point where like wounds he had the other, like the day before are reopening. Yeah. Uh, He's bleeding from like all over his body. Um, and then barely move and he's just like, so our, our big, this is where we, we kind of, you know, establish that the villainy in this movie is corporate nonsense. Yeah, Doctor Wright gives his big old speech, but he's like, you know, he, he, "This is where he confesses." He's like, "Yeah, I annihilated your kind through junk food." Um, yeah, and he says that uh, I can't remember how, but he mentions his father who worked at Alkali. Uh, and he says, "I, I'm what, what does Logan say?" He's like, "Yeah, your dad put this poison shit in me." Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I killed him. And Rice is like, "Yeah, you did." Yeah. yeah. And then um, the thing about the gun, how I don't use yeah. guns. Bam. Yeah. Logan yeah. is so beat down that to give Laura an opening, he uses a pistol on. Yeah, doesn't he shoot? He shoots rice in the throat and then and then pierce in the hand, doesn't he? 
Yeah. 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 He gets hand, he gets Pierce's uh, artificial hand. Yeah. Which then leaves him vulnerable. Uh, well, no, he gets he unloads twenty four x twenty four. Then in right. a very when he's like he's like that guy did it. He killed Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. And then he he gets taken out by the children, which is. Well earned, um, and we see these children are brutal. Yeah, he eats it uh, <laughs> There's a lot of children killing people in this movie. Like, oh, yep. Like, the, there's there's one dude who the reavers explode. Like, well, she, yeah, she annihilates two of them with pine needles, which is a horrible way to go. Yep. Um, the pine like, needles that like enter her body and then rip them apart, makes them blow up. Um, the yeah. one girl, I think, was. Easing uh, cold breath onto someone's face and uh, someone's arm, also yeah, and someone's <laughs> arm. Uh, and Holbrook, no, I keep calling him Holbrook. That's the actor's name. Pierce gets all of this at the same time. Yeah, he gets He's... tied up with grass and crushed and asphyxiated and frozen and electrocuted all at once. Yeah, it's a point where like so you can't good. you can't make out what's what. He's just smushed into the soil and his skin is like purple. Yeah. You could call this a modern in- a interpretation of Children of the Corn. <laughs> yeah. If only Children of the Corn were this cool. Were this cool. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and then we have, somehow they get one over on X-24 for like a second. They manage to get a car on top of them. Drop a fucking car on them, which is <laughs> great. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You start to hear you hear the crunching you, you and you know, hear it lifting. And if I didn't, if someone didn't spoil the ending for me, uh, that's almost a good fake out. Yeah, because it's that should be enough to incapacitate him for quite a while. Yeah, and then I, I mentioned this yesterday. He, his first instinct, Wolverine's first instinct, is get behind me. Everybody, get behind me. Which is really and he, he's saying this. He's saying this as he's like he's he's barely standing up and like someone said yesterday his cl- like the claws on one of his hands are only halfway out. Yeah. Uh, he's pale. He's bleeding from like every limb in his body. Um, and even then, his his instinct is still protect these kids. Um, yeah. And he his his fight against X twenty four is barely a fight. He puts yeah. up a few good shots and then just gets his ass handed to him. And finally impaled in a log. Yeah, it's just uh, and it, it's just the simplest thing that just ends him. It's not some grand moment, or it's not Jean Grey like tearing him apart with her powers or whatever. It's it's just a log, just a simple log in the middle of the woods. Which at that point in his body, that would be enough. Like he's been well, he gets like he peels him a log, and then X twenty four gets on top of him and stabs him repeatedly over and over again with his claws. Yeah. Uh, and then Laura takes him out with the adamantium bullet. Yeah. And not just takes him out, she takes off a third of his head. Which That's is big chunk. pretty great. <laughs> awesome. It's, yeah. Well, it was a small bullet, but that was a... That's a hell of a bullet That's, wound. Yeah. That's a forty-four for you. Um, yeah. And then you have, like, you have his death scene, which... We talked about this yesterday. Uh... I cried at least three times in this movie. In this, oh yeah, no, I said I said this yesterday. I I don't cry during movies, and this is the last time I cried during a film was Snow Dogs when I was like six years old. <laughs> so this, ah, uh, Creed the was the last one, but um, but hey, everybody, just because he's not here and he wants you to know it, like, Chris doesn't cry during movies. He's a big tough guy. He flips his car right. on his knee. Yeah, yeah, he God likes to it. flip his car and get dirty. 
Right. <laughs> ah, Chris the Beard, tough guy. Don't cry, movies. Yeah, he's they just write really sad songs. His favorite movie is League of Story Gentlemen, if you don't hate him already. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... I'm not going to say he's the Donald Trump of our podcast. Oh my no, God. that's that's mean to Donald <laughs> Trump. Mean, oh. <laughs> Damn, son. Jesus. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not going to listen to this episode anyway, so. Yeah. No, because he's not on it, so. Um, watch, watch a week, uh, comes a week later. Uh, so I heard you what you said. Uh, and I'm going to kill you all. It won't be a week. It'll be like six months from now. He'll be like, so I listened to that Logan episode. Yeah. I agreed with everything you guys said. Yeah, I don't cry during movies, and I am kind of like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, fuck I'm a big guys. tough. I'm a big tough guy who flipped his car. What other? God damn it! I almost died. Your impression is too good. <laughs> um, it's not accurate, but it is really good. No, it's not accurate at all. It's not like my other impressions. Um, but um, yeah, we all cried. I know that. Um, I cried when he said, uh, "Don't be what they made you," because for me, that's that moment has a particular. Relevance for me in the comics or from the comics, yeah. Uh, Like for me, the I've always said my favorite father-daughter relationship in any comic book, father-father-child relationship, even is the the Wolverine and X twenty-four or X twenty-three relationship more than uh, Bruce and Dick, more than Bruce and his actual son, more than any other character pairing. That one is Bruce and Tim. Uh, fuck, fuck Bruce and Dem. I don't care. Um, they're about, all. What about? They're nothing compared to what about this one? Clark and John. Uh, I haven't really gotten into the Superman comics recently, so maybe it might replace it. Try, but Laura. Try the the first, the latest Superman. Maybe, but Laura and Laura and Logan is like it's that's it for me. Like. Yeah, in, in comics. So for me, that moment where he says, don't be what they made you, that really hit me hard. Um, and then when she says, daddy, I just, I, I, the floodgates were already open, but it was just like somebody took a rocket launcher and just blew up the rest of the dam. And uh, I just mentioned, this wouldn't work in any of the situation, but it, what matters is what they go through in the minutes leading, and the hours leading up to this. Yeah. For me, it was yeah. her uh, turning the, the cross over into an X. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That moment. Literally, I mean, the the death of it's literally death of X. Yeah. Yeah, because she gives a speech, which again, uh, I think I said this yesterday, doesn't quite work for me, but I make I understand why she gives it. But after she cries again, and she flips that cross, I just I could not handle myself, like. I cried through the rest of the Johnny Cash song in the credits. Well, and then, like, it's... it's cause I think now we can basically talk about, like, the larger world in, you know this movie takes place in, like, the little more nuances to it. Like, Laura buries the X-Men, basically, in the, in the fucking middle of the woods by the Canadian border where no one's ever going to go see him. Right. Like, if this movie had a subtitle, it would be Logan, the last X-Men. Um, yeah. Um, and... Also, like him and Xavier are buried in the middle of the woods, in in you know away from everybody else. No one's gonna know where they are. Yep. And they they basically you know Xavier. Uh, I mean, he didn't die alone, but I mean, 
I'm sure it's not exactly how he wanted to go. No. Um, yeah. He got murdered. Like. Yeah. In a very brutal fashion. Um. So yeah, I seem to say that when it comes to uh, death of Wolverine, there's either the comic by Charles Soule that came out about three years ago. Or there's this, and this, which I have not read. I think this is better. Yeah, it's not. It's not good at all. <laughs> Jesus. You mean the? You mean when he gets melted in the? Melted into and uh, animatium. Doesn't he turn yeah. into an animatium statue? Yeah. That's fucking dumb. Well, in the there was an issue of Old Man Logan where Old Man Cap, Cap is in it. He takes mm. Old Man Logan to where 616 Logan is located, mm-hmm. where his body's located, and it's kind of touching. Right. That's interesting. All I know is that at some point, there is a panel where Laura is first putting on the suit, and she reenacts his first line, uh, and that I saw that panel, and that also made me cry. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, yeah. S- stuff in the comics sometimes uh, it's not as good as it can be. Um, well, this, uh, this movie works because James Mangold, for whatever reason or another, I think Deadpool, we already established that, James Mangold was allowed to make a movie, it seems, without compromise. He was allowed right. to do what he wanted and complete the vision that him and Hugh Jackman had for this movie, right. which is what needs to start happening with comic book yeah. Adaptations. Also, and the mainline mean... X-Men movies. Yeah. For, oh, well, for fuck's sake, yes, the X-Men, yeah. line, X-Men movies. At least, like, <clears throat> I think I said some version of this yesterday. Fox just needs to, like, lighten the reins a little bit for, like, some of them. And then every other movie, do this. Every other movie, let your director do whatever they want. If they If they start doing something crazy or something really, really stupid, yeah. Pull the reins back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Look at you, Snyder. Um, but like, which doesn't which doesn't work in every situation. See Batman vs Superman. But that was also right. that was also studio meddling because right. that movie should have been that movie should have been taken care of, fostered, and developed with care. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, and nobody can... on that movie was was. It's like there was no quality control, right. at all. And we can see in the same franchise. Wolverine Origins is the way it is because the studio meddled too much. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, I'd say the Wolverine is, like, just just right over too much meddling because most people don't like the robot fight at the end. I personally like it a lot. It reminds me of a James Bond movie, but that's me. Um, but I can see why other people don't like it. They think it feels artificial and that it doesn't fit the rest of the movie. Um, again, I understand it. Don't quite agree, but that's beside the point. Um, so, like, let let your directors do what they want to do. Again, if they start doing something insane and something that the audience is not going to like, objectively, yeah, yeah, like not make Superman smile, right? And make Batman kill. I'm, I'm gonna stop being in that movie. Um, well, using up all my ammunition for that inevitable episode, but um, or. On the other side of Marvel things, um, maybe stop treating these movies quite like 
like hype pieces. Right. And also um, like and make them a little more personal because yeah, outside of a log chopping sequence in Ultron and the ending of Civil War, there's not a single Marvel movie that has any kind of emotional resonance whatsoever. They're amusing and they're entertaining yeah. and they're fun, but that's yeah. it. Well, so the problem is occasionally they'll have things that do hit hard. I think all the Captain America movies have done a good job of that. Yes, 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 yes. They've all done a good job of having some emotional core to them that connects, and the real connecting fiber at all three of them is Peggy. Um, and she manages to be like the grounding force for all three movies. Peggy and then Bucky. Yeah, and uh, it works. And like Guardians is a very emotional movie. You don't think it's going to be Guardians almost movie. exists. Like I feel like Guardians almost exists so far outside the MCU spectrum because it's so different. Yeah, um, because the opening like, sequence is gut wrenching. Um, yeah, and then, like the Iron, the Iron Man movies barely ever do they do anything real emotionally, um, and it, it hurts the movies. I think. Okay. Yeah, and then when I said these, Logan had a few jokes, but they're not jokes. It's right. things that are just inherently funny. It's not like it, whereas in the MCU, everyone is witty. Everyone has a line. Everyone is sharp as a tack and always has a joke, and they're they're too quick and they're too they're too jokey. Yeah, I mean it. It kind of becomes annoying. Um, if we were recording our Doctor Strange special today, um, I would say that it's a problem that he makes so many jokes. Maybe he didn't need to make so many jokes. Maybe the jokes in this movie make zero sense in the context of the film, um, and they don't need to be there. And it's a problem. Like, when you get to the point where you have to add in jokes to make it feel like it's part of your universe, it it feels too controlled and too contrived. Um, and it's a problem that a lot of these movies have. Uh, I mean, Doctor Strange being a prime example. There are people who don't like Ant-Man because that movie feels too sanitary and too clean. And I completely see that point, uh, that the movies are like... They're not really movies anymore. They're kind of advertising for the next movie. Yep. Uh, so and can I compare uh, Logan and X Men Origins Wolverine? By like, all means, budget wise. <laughs> oh, budget wise. Oh, actually, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, X Men Origins Wolverine had a budget <clears throat> of 150 million. It may it for didn't, fuck's sake. Logan yeah, had a budget of 97 million. And it's and it's taken in nearly five times that. Yeah. Five times. Oh budget. shit! Really? It's that. Last time it was two hundred thirty-seven million. It's that I mean, four hundred thirty-eight point three million. Yeah. Like I said, you can see in one franchise Holy how to do it shit. and how not to do it. They were overly controlling on origins. If you Wait, ask, how much? How much did you say Wolver oh, Origins made? I think he said one fifty. No, no, it million. made uh, three seventy-three. So it, right, it, it but, barely made double. Oh my god! Yeah, and advertising on that movie, it had to be at least a hundred million dollars. So, yeah, it's it's barely breaking even. Um, yeah, that movie was a failure, in every way, critically even. And if you ask the director, the best part of that movie, which is the first half hour ish, uh, that's the only part that they really didn't change. Which is why it's actually good. Um, the opening credit to that movie is the best TV series yeah. we never got. 
And the stuff with Shadow isn't bad, or whatever her name is. Shadow Cat? Um, yeah. Silver Fox? I think it was Silver Fox. I can't remember. Oh, the funny thing? Uh, the no. screenplay of X-Men Origins Wolverine? David Benioff. Yeah, I believe it. Um, because they rewrote that movie so many times. Like, the Deadpool thing, that, that's that got to be a studio decision. That has to be a studio thing. There's no way that that was in the original script. No way. I, I don't believe it for a second. Because the first half hour doesn't feel connected to the rest of the movie. Not at it, all. Um, it feels like a completely different film. And the film that it sets up is way better than the film that we got. Because um, it should have been just Wolverine tracking down Victor. That should have been the plot of that movie. And that's the movie that they sold us back in the advertising in whatever year that movie came out. And it's yeah. it's not that movie at all. Um, it's like a conspiracy thing, kind of. And it gets really annoying and really boring. And by the end, you don't care. Um, no, not at yeah. all. And then you're, you just check out as soon as, like, back-to-back happens. Uh, when the movie just spirals into stupidity, um, yeah, and you're left sitting like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. So, again, we've seen what happens when you give the director, not carte blanche, but you let them do what they want to do, and yeah. what happens when you when completely they, restrict them. When they come at you with something they're clearly passionate about, you shouldn't put handcuffs on them immediately. Mm-hmm. X-Men Origins Wolverine is my favorite origin story about his jacket. Yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's an iFanboy joke where they call that movie Wolverine the Search for the Jacket. Yeah, that's, all, it's every, that's the only thing that happens worth in that movie is he gets a jacket. Yeah. From Mom pa, Canadian Mom Pa Kent. Yeah. Hey, that's not true. We get poorly CGI, um, poorly done CGI uh, Professor X, and then we get Cyclops in there for no reason. And also, oh, God. Po- poorly CGI uh, cl- adamantium claws. Looked Why like did we right need... out of, right, right, uh, That looked like they're right out that, of Roger that, fucking that, Rabbit. That, that changed size. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what sequence they were in the movie. God damn it. We're wasting Why did we... our Origins Wolf uh, episodes. Why did... Oh, God. Yeah, that movie... <sighs> That's going to be a very anger-inducing movie. Um, Yeah. Ugh. Um, let's see. Um, what have we not covered? I think we basically covered all the bases, especially if especially if we're trying to do recovery from yesterday. I think um, we did more than yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's do like final thoughts. If anybody has like any last things that they want to bring up. Um. Oh yeah, I did say this yesterday. Um. The bar for Infinity War has been set. Oh, yeah. And usually the MCU is the people who set the bar. Yeah. Civil War and Winter Soldier, uh, both Captain America movies, as we said before, um, and Guardians. But like I said, Guardians is is so far off that spectrum. Um, Yeah. And Avengers. MCU is the one who raises their own bar. Yeah, Avengers. And now the the bar has not only been lifted, but the the overall tune has been changed. Yeah. Like, they, in one movie, they single-handedly altered where things can go. And although I don't think Marvel will ever release an R-rated movie, um, 
they're more likely to experiment now, I think, and like push that PG yes. thirteen, like do a real like right on the edge of our PG thirteen. I can totally see them doing that. Uh, for future Doctor Strange movies, perhaps. Or, you know, who knows what other characters that they might explore. I could see Black Panther being much darker than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, yeah, it's it's exciting. Because movies that, like, change things don't happen very often. Um, and this one could have a real powerful effect very soon. Yeah. I'm hoping it's sooner than later. Like, and I'm hoping that... Studios don't learn the wrong lessons from this. Like, everything needs to be rated R. No, not everything needs to be rated R. Everything just needs to be good. Right. And I think this is an example of why Fox shouldn't just give X-Men back to Marvel. Because we wouldn't have gotten this movie or Deadpool. Uh, yeah, and I personally I think that the MCU is too crowded for the X-Men right now. I don't need I them. Think, I think having them separate universes is working just fine. Because it's like, you yeah, get, it's fine. You get yeah. your your X-Men and you get your mainline Marvel. And, now, and then nobody has to worry about it being crowded and once and you know certain right. people not getting the, the amount of time they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz now we're getting uh new X-Men, X-Factor, X-Force. Yeah, yeah, fine. And like and Marvel just got back Spider-Man. That's big enough. That's fine. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. was the one that felt lost. Spider-Man needed to go home. Like that. Yeah. And uh, if if Fox want to give Fantastic Four back so we can stop getting fucking terrible movies every five years. If Fox, I, if Fox I, gives I, Marvel back the Fantastic War only so they're the first people to get wiped out by Thanos and Infinity War, I'd be totally okay with it. Yeah. Why do you, and, Why does everyone hate the Fantastic Four? Because they're, they're fucking not dead and stupid. Like, if... But if it's getting Fantastic spare, Four... Spare the thing, and that's it. Yeah. Unless they did, like, a period piece movie, which I'd be that's, totally... If they did I, had, something... I had this idea for a Fantastic Four movie where it's uh, set in the 60s and it's like a super goofy sci-fi movie. Yeah. See, that would work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and also, something like X-Men First Class would work. Yeah, totally. And also, getting Fantastic Four back means we get back Doctor Doom. which Galactus. is Well, yeah, I don't care about Galactus, but Doctor Doom is where it's at. Um because we need a man walking around in a metal helmet casting spells. We just need that. Well, right I, we we need him for Doctor Strange now, especially. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. Crazy. Yeah, see? That's why we need him yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, he's better than any pre-existing Doctor Strange villain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why we need it. We need Doctor Strange, but with a lot of money. Um, make that movie. Come on. Phase four, guys. Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, take outside the damn box. Yeah, um, yeah. like, this movie, it's like... And yesterday I was unsure when we did this. I think this thing has supplanted the Dark Knight for me. Um, it's, Without a question. Yeah, it's real close to supplanting Guardians for me, because Guardians is probably, in my opinion, it is the best balance of serious and comedy, of emotional, and it's something that is emotionally gripping, while not being punishing. And this movie is almost too punishing for me to put it above Guardians, which I think just does everything with a, like a, an utter balance of all the different tones. And yeah, and, and the difference is this, Logan was designed to hurt you. Logan is, is crafted from top to bottom to make you feel certain things, and it's, it, it succeeds in every level. Yeah, Totally. And like I said about Dark Knight, uh, when we talked about this previously, 
Dark, you know, the one thing holding back Dark Knight from being uh, a completely serious piece of work is the fact that you have Christian Bale screaming at people in a bat suit uh, at a clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's really goofy when you go back and watch it. It is now. very, like, and then, and then, like, once you get to Dark Knight Rises and you, and you have conversations like, <laughs> like, the seriousness is tossed out the window. Coming soon, the people versus the Dark Knight Rises. That... I'm a, I like Dark Knight Rises. It's just not as good as it should be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Hunter, Alan, you have any like any final thoughts? Uh, any... It's... Hunter's like, final thought is that his body is crashing from the caffeine. It's also that uh, this is my favorite. Like, I I like to, in the lump of Fox and Disney. This is my favorite Marvel movie, like hands down. Shit. Uh, yeah. Um, but I will say, I think that in terms of a superhero movie surpassing its like kind of genre and becoming this a great film, I think Dark Knight kind of it just passes it a little bit. Well, because this isn't a superhero movie. It's yeah. only it's, and Dark Knight. That's why I said the difference is Dark Knight retains all the superhero tropes. Yeah, of like of like people in capes and and fucking costume villains, and right. this isn't a superhero movie. There's no world-ending crisis. There's no city-destroying event. There's no villain rubbing his hands together with some kind of doomsday plot. Um, there's no origin story. There's none of that. It's a movie about a guy's journey to his own death and family and pain and despair, um, and finding a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what this movie is. It's not a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. It's about a man finding finding a reason to live and then dying shortly after. Yeah. Um, and it it works. Well, finding a reason to go to live and then finding a damn good reason to die. Yeah. 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 Finding a finding a purpose and sticking and sticking to it. Um and it's just a really well done movie. Um again, something I said yesterday, movies very rarely like Oh, I know where this is. Like in my ranking of all time movies, this is in my top ten of all time at this moment. Easily. I mean, easily. You know, like occasionally a Creed or a Mad Max Fury Road comes along, and this is this is in that echelon. Um, and I feel like I haven't I haven't left it. Like I don't I don't consider modern movie making to slide into like my top tens easily, but. The, the 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 one two three punch of Fury Road, Creed, and this are kind of astounding. Yeah, yeah. These are. <clears throat> I mean, we have to wait a little while to know for sure, but modern classics. Uh, yeah. From our from our 2017 perspective. Yeah, and for those people who are losing faith in mainstream releases, like stop thinking that way because you're you're being given gifts left and right, and you're ignoring them. Yeah, and we I'm saying even... that to everyone I know who has still refused to see Fury Road because they're like, it looks too weird. Oh, oh, uh, fuck them. That's my response. <laughs> Get fucked. Um, but yeah, like, uh, we don't live in the era of shitty Hitchcock knockoffs anymore. We live in this era uh, where the blockbusters have people with claws in them, so... Get, get yeah. on the train. Yeah, get on know? the fucking train. Come with us. It's It's been fun. Yeah. All right, that's all I've got to say in it. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, I think it's time to wrap up. Hey, Alan, just recorded, right? Yeah. <laughs> Alan was Alan was prepared for that. He was like, I didn't fuck up this time. 
Well, not necessarily he fucked up, but uh, right. the software was a giant pile of shit. Technology failed us, um, yes. as it as it will do. As eventually. it will do one day eventually, and then it will supersede us, and the Matrix will happen. Right. I'll I'll hail the one. Um. All right. I guess this is goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, and you will find your money. Well, we have your money, so. Bye. There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. <laughs>